Montaña Espacata, the mountain that split. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The curtain of the temple was torn in two, the earth shook and the rocks split. Bob has always said that the angels, who had to stand by helplessly because they were obedient to the Father's will, when their Lord and King suffered cruel punishment and died on the cross, they bellowed out such an agonizing shout, it reached to the ends of the earth. The curtain of the temple tore, and the earth trembled, and the mountains shook. There were reports of earthquakes and mountains splitting all over the world. In this book, we are going to tell you of two such occurrences. One happened in Gaeta, Italy, where pilgrims flock by the thousands to venerate our Lord on this split mountain till today. It is widely believed that the mountain split the moment Jesus died on the cross in Calvary, thousands of miles off in the Holy Land. Does this boggle your mind? Is this too hard to accept? Well, hundreds of years ago, at the time the Saracens were overrunning most of Europe, a Turkish pirate landed in Gaeta. When the locals warned him, sharing with him what had caused the mountain to split, and that since then the Lord has protected them and answered their prayers, he just coughed, laughing disdainfully at their words. He placed his hands on the cave stone and as if he were the devil himself, the stone melted under his touch and left an imprint of his hand, which is there till today. Now we have seen this with our own eyes, and you have the choice to believe or scoff at the idea of a man's hand making an imprint on a stone mountain, just as you can ridicule mountains all over the world splitting at the time of Jesus giving up his spirit to the Father although it is in Holy Scripture, but for me and mine, we choose to believe. Many saints have prayed before the crucifix at the Montaña Espacata. One such saint was Philip Neri, on whom this place had a profound spiritual effect. The 16th century was a time of no easy answers or quick fixes. Preachers were stemming from every hamlet, small and large, calling people to repent. And that was good, but they did it at the cost of unity and peace, supplanting the decadent past with a divided future. The Renaissance brought about a Luther and a Calvin, the pendulum swinging from the extreme left to what was being tutored as the extreme right. One of the big problems was that everyone became a lone ranger, teaching his own brand of religion. What would stem the tide of promiscuity that threatened to flood Rome and then all of the papal states? 
placed a powerful apostle right smack into the womb of the Renaissance. So in the year 1515, as a raging storm ushered in a loud tempest of dissent in the north, in the haughty city of Florence, a soft breeze carrying the hope of the church introduced Philip Neri, future saint and apostle of Rome. God planted this true contradiction in his time in the province of Tuscany, a land of the proud, willful, and insolent, to a family of the nobility, who, although righteous and good, were far from spiritual. Their God, as with the rest of the aristocracy, was the God of convenience and luxury. His father and Philip's mother were born into two of the wealthiest families in Tuscany. From the time he was five years old, Pippo Buono, good little Phil, was obedient, never willfully causing his parents any problems. His beloved mother died when Phil was very young, but the Lord sent him a very loving stepmother to care for him and his sisters. Phil's life of holiness, visiting the churches, praying the Psalms, and etc., was to be interrupted when he reached 18 years of age. It was decided that Phil will go to his uncle where he will train him for the business he will one day inherit. Phil left for his uncle and Germano near Monte Cassino. After arriving, he soon realized his old life was over. He missed home and the time he had to meditate on the Lord and his passion. There was little time and less opportunity for prayer. But Phil will finish his studies quickly and run off to a mountain near Monte Cassino called Split Mountain. He will go there to pray and attend Mass. He will pray before the crucifix, as well as before a beautiful statue of the Blessed Mother. She appeared to him one day, told him he was to go to Rome, and his vocation was sealed. He arrived in Rome, once situated, he often spent hours praying outside locked churches, deep into the night, kneeling on the stone steps, or in the catacombs. In the catacombs of St. Sebastian, the evening of the Vigil of Pentecost, as Philip prayed for the Holy Spirit to descend upon him and fill him with his spirit, he received the Holy Spirit in the form of huge ball of fire soaring toward him. The ball of fire entered his mouth, traveled down to his heart, and finally rested there for the rest of his life. His heart was so on fire, he was filled with such passion, such ecstasy, he pleaded, Stop, Lord, I cannot take any more. Any more and I will die. This fire will remain with him the rest of his days, from age 20 to 86 years. His heart became so enlarged, as a result, his two ribs broke. When he meditated on the Lord and his sacrifice for us, his heart would beat so loudly it sounded like the rumbling of an earthquake. For this reason, they dubbed him Saint of the Earthquake. They said that his heartbeat could be heard all the way to St. Peter's, about two miles away. Those who knew him best, his first biographers, Cardinal Baronius and Galloni, said that the heart was so affected by good Phil's ecstasies that third and fourth ribs on the left side broke to accommodate the size of the heart, enlarging and decreasing with each ecstasy. Not only this, but the ribs had to make room for the aftermath, 
resulting from the acute thumping, pounding, throbbing, palpitations of the heart, and the effect it had on the other organs in his chest. All this phenomenon was affirmed by doctors and members of the church after Philip Neri died. St. Philip had a deep devotion to Jesus crucified. As a young man, he could not pray in front of Jesus hanging on the crucifix before him, without grieving passionately, as if he were there at Golgotha and Jesus was breathing his last. At these times, especially before the crucifix, a montaña spacata, he will get completely lost in the passion of our Lord Jesus. When he became a priest, he was never too sick to celebrate the ongoing sacrifice of the cross every day. He united himself so deeply with the Lord and his last hours on the cross that at the moment of elevation, he will levitate, suspended over the altar for more than two hours. For this reason, toward the end of his life, in order to not attract attention to himself, he celebrated Mass privately in a little chapel adjacent to his room. His first biographer said he came upon St. Philip many times, six feet from the floor while saying the Mass. Once, during the celebration of the Mass, he begged Jesus to give him the gift of patience. He heard an inner voice say, You'll have it. The road to heaven is through the cross. Father Philip Neri was to no persecution, but as the road to heaven was through the cross, he bore it all with humility and patience. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.